Hello, everyone, and welcome to Music for a While. I'm Jay Nordlinger, music critic of the New Criterion. Good to see you. In the current issue of the magazine, I have a Salzburg Chronicle, a report on some doings at the Salzburg Festival this year. One night, Andras Schiff presented a program of Bach, music and commentary. Schiff is a veteran pianist born in Hungary. Both of his parents were survivors of the Holocaust. He is a British citizen and Sir Andras. In Salzburg, Schiff played all six of Bach's keyboard partitas. Let me read a bit from my chronicle. Actually, this was a standalone piece on the New Criterion's blog, but close enough. Johann Sebastian Bach, Schiff explained, was a cosmopolitan fellow, a real European. For these partitas, the composer took styles from all over, France, Spain, Italy, etc. Even Scotland and Ireland, for those jig or jigs. Schiff made a remark warning against Scottish independence. It seemed out of context to me, a stretch. In any case, Schiff said that Bach, for him, was the greatest European. The master's face should be on the European flag. This made me and others smile. But let me tell you, in my own country, the United States, people might very well accuse Bach of cultural appropriation. Bach, no doubt, was one of the greatest cultural appropriators who ever lived. And thank heaven for it. All right, a little more reading. Whether you liked them or not, Schiff's comments were invariably interesting. The famous beloved Gigue from the Partita in B-flat? Bach got the technique, cross-handed, from Scarlatti, Schiff said. That would be Domenico Scarlatti, not his father, Alessandro, born in 1685, the same year as Bach, and the same year as Handel, another master cultural appropriator. Scarlatti was a fabulous keyboard player, said Schiff, in addition to a composer. But he lived in Spain and got terribly fat enjoying that country's magnificent food. Thereafter, he was not able to play cross-handed. <laughs> well, do you want to hear that Bach gig inspired by Scarlatti? Here is Andras Schiff playing it in a commercial recording.
The Gigue from the Partita Number no. 1 in B-flat by Bach, played by Sir Andras Schiff. Again, I'm Jay Nordlinger of the New Criterion, bringing you music for a while. If you'd like to subscribe to our podcast, you may do so via iTunes, Google Play, and so on. If you'd like to write to me, the address is Nordlinger, N-O-R-D-L-I-N-G-E-R, Nordlinger, at newcriterion.com. If you'd like to sponsor the show, please let us know. In my Salzburg Chronicle, I say this. Also on stage was Handel, in the form of his oratorio Il Trionfo del Tempo e del Disinganno. This is hard to translate. The first part of it is easy. The triumph of time and of disillusion, you could say. But not in the sense of disappointment or dissatisfaction or the crushing of hope. In the sense, rather, of the loss of illusions, a freeing from deception. Did I say oratorio a minute ago? Yes, but this work is an oratorio that can be operaized, staged, as it was in Salzburg. Handel wrote it in 1707, when he was but 22. He reworked the piece twice in later years, and borrowed from it throughout his long career. The hit aria in it is Lascia la spina, colli la rosa, better known as Lascia Chio Pianga, from the opera Rinaldo. When you write a tune like this one, you employ it at every opportunity. You got that right. Starring in Salzburg was Cecilia Bartoli, the Italian mezzo-soprano. A living legend, you could say, and you should. I should. She was riveting, frankly. Here she is in that aria, Lascia la spina, etc., in a commercial recording from 2005. Thank you. 
The singer was Cecilia Bartoli. Playing along with her were Les Musiciens du Louvre, conducted by Mark Minkowski. The piece was the aria Lascia la Spina, Coglie la Rosa, from an oratorio by Handel, Il Trionfo del Tempo e del Disinganno. Well, a quick trip back to Bach, back to a partita, indeed, back to a gig from a partita? I think so. There's probably nothing more remarkable in all the keyboard partitas than the gig from number five in G major. It's a double fugue. A gig, yes, and a double fugue, too. Man, that guy's mind could work. Incredible. He was possibly bored by a mere gig and by a mere double fugue. So, to entertain himself and the angels, he combined the two. You get a jiggy double fugue, or a double fugy jig. Once again, we'll hear Andra Schiff. Thank you. 
the Zhig from the keyboard partita number no. 5 in G major, played by Sir Andras Schiff. Did I say the music is by Bach? Well, sure is. Starring alongside Cecilia Bartoli in that handle work was a young Swiss soprano, Regula Muleman. So fresh, so appealing, so talented. I did a public interview of her during the festival. You'd have loved her. I don't have her singing Handel. But maybe you would like to hear the last part of Mozart's motet Exultate Jubilate, the Alleluia? Ms. Muleman is accompanied by the Chamber Orchestra of Basel, conducted by Umberto Benedetti Michelangeli. What, son of the legendary pianist? Nephew, actually. Here are Muleman, Michelangeli, and the orchestra in Mozart. Alleluia from Mozart's Exultate Jubilate, sung by Regula Muleman with the Chamber Orchestra of Basel, conducted by that nephew of Arturo Benedetti Michelangeli, Umberto Benedetti Michelangeli. One of my favorite songs is by Pietro Cimara, an Italian, a Roman, who lived from 1887 to 1967. He became a U.S. citizen, actually. That song is Stornello. 
A stornello, according to Merriam-Webster, is a short Italian street song, often consisting of only three lines rhyming A-B-A. In Salzburg, Sonia Yoncheva, the starry Bulgarian soprano, presented an evening of Italian salon music, songs written for that atmosphere. In my chronicle, I say, Any songs we knew? Probably not, except for two. Yoncheva sang Ideale by Paolo Tosti, and you may well know Stornello by Pietro Cimara. Arlene Auger, with the pianist Dalton Baldwin, made a wonderful recording of it. The song includes the killer line, Baciami dunque e fa novi scintilla. Kiss me then and make new sparks. This really is a killer recording of a killer song. Auger and Baldwin in Stornello.
Stornello by Pietro Cimara, sung by the soprano Arlene Auger, accompanied by Dalton Baldwin. Okay, more reading. There are regular pianists at the Salzburg Festival, and four of them are Grigory Sokolov, Yevgeny Kissin, Arkady Volodos, and Igor Levitt. I have followed age order. All of these are Russian-born, though none has lived in Russia in a very long time. This year, Kissin played a recital that began with Berg's Opus I, the sonata he published in 1910. It continued with several works by Krenikov. The first half ended with the Gershwin Preludes. These last two composers were surprising to me. Tikhon Krenikov was a communist apparatchik, the longtime chief of the Composers' Union. He participated in the persecution of Shostakovich, Prokofiev, and worthy others. Kissin is a staunch anti-communist. He may also be an understanding sort, someone who understands the pressures that Soviet composers, like all Soviet citizens, were under. In any case, Kronikov was a good composer. Kissin and Gershwin? I was merely surprised and pleased to see the two together. The second half of this recital was all Chopin. Well, I'm going to play some Kissin, and it's going to be some Gershwin. Let's hear him play the first of the three preludes. The performance is from a recital that he gave sometime before appearing in Salzburg this summer. something I've never had occasion to say before. Kissin and Gershwin. That was Yevgeny Kissin in the first of George Gershwin's three preludes for piano. Benjamin Bernheim, holy mackerel. Have you heard this voice? He's a French tenor, and he owns one of the most beautiful instruments I know. He sang a recital in Salzburg this year, which ended with two encores. The first was a Strauss song, Morgan. The second was an aria from Massenet's opera Werther, or Werther, or Werther. Pourquoi me réveiller 
au souffle du printemps. Here and now, I propose to play a recording, a commercial recording, of the other tenor aria from Werther, En fermant les yeux, also known as Le Rêve, The Dream. I think it is one of the best short arias ever written, by anyone, anytime. En fermant les yeux, le rêve, from Werther by Jules Massenet, sung by the young Frenchman Benjamin Bernheim, with the Prague Philharmonia, conducted by Emmanuel Villaume. I'll write some final reading from my chronicle. As the Missus Solemnis is one of the greatest works of Beethoven, it is one of the greatest works in music. Odd that there are few opportunities to hear it. In Salzburg, Ricardo Muti led the Vienna Philharmonic and Associated Forces in this work. And at the end I say, To hear the Mrs. Solemnus live every five or ten years is to hear it too seldom. What a marvelous opportunity this concert was. Now listen 
you can't excerpt the Missa Solemnis. It can't be done. The Missa Solemnis is a whole. It is unexcerptable. There are no clear excerpts, and it would be well-nigh sacrilegious to try to make one. Naturally, I'm going to do it. Let's have a blast of the Gloria with a cruel fade-out after a few minutes. The entire mass can be sought out, of course. I'm going to play from the recording I grew up with, that so many of us grew up with. Otto Klemperer, with the New Philharmonia Orchestra and the Philharmonia Chorus. Goodbye, everyone, and thank you for joining me, and indulging me in this excerpt, or non-excerpt. Here we go. (laughs) 